0: Okay, bless your heart, take your Bibles tonight and go to the book of Nehemiah. It's someplace back there in the Old Testament. The chapter Ezra. Chapter 4 of Nehemiah tonight. And I thought this chapter was very appropriate in our day and in our time. And so I thought I'd just share it with you on this Sunday night before we open the Rock of Ages, 1978. It came to pass that when Sandblot heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth. The word wroth means angry, teed off, fallen at the gills, and took great indignation. He wasn't only teed off, he was teed off greatly. And he mocked, he mocked the Jews who were building the wall. I want to tell you a little about this fellow called San in here. The, that his name means, the moon god has given light. That's the meaning of his name. Approximately 721 B.C., Babylon was taken, uh, the... Uh, the people of Israel were taken into Babylonian captivity and later on the kings of Babylon and Assyria, they sent people back to Samaria. In other words, they took basically all the Samaritans over to Babylon, then they took Babylonian and Assyrian people and transported them to Samaria. This Shambalot was the governor of Samaria. He was either an Israelite or he belonged to those people that the Assyrians and the Babylonian kings imported into the city of Samaria. This king There's a word, and it's the only word I know in the English language that may fit this man, and it's called synchristus. It's spelled S-N-Y, it's a big word, C-R-I-T-I-S-T-I-C. And one of the reasons that I know this word so well is because I've lived a few years and seen these things happen in our day and in our time. The word means to unite against. That's what the word means. Something represented today perhaps by the United Nations or the World Council of Churches. This man, this governor of Samaria, he united against the true people of God who were endeavoring to rebuild the city walls of Jerusalem and to establish the true worship of God there again. They are men who unite various systems of religious opinion on the basis of tenets. Common to all, and against a common foe. According to Second Kings seventeen thirty-three, it indicates that truth where I said he was syncretic because he united the forces against a common cause and the common cause was the building of the city, the walls of the city of Jerusalem, reinstituting the truth of God's word in that city, and he was against it. Another thing, according to Nehemiah chapter thirteen twenty eight, is that his daughter married into the high priest's office and according to history it may have been this man who built that Samaritan temple which is still there or in that general location today. So here you have a man. He is of the so-called background of Israel, let's say, but he really is not Israel. He gathers all the foes he can under the name of Jehovah. And he uses the name the same Jehovah that Nehemiah, Ezra, David, and the rest of the men and women of God truly worship. He said he worshipped the same God, but he didn't because he used the name of Jehovah and watch what he did with it. You'll see something here that'll just bless your heart in our day and in our time. He mocked the Jews And he spake before his brethren, and he told the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah, the Ammonite, was by him. And he said, even that which they build, this was his right-hand man, he said, no matter what they build, if a fox go up, even a fox should break down their stone wall, because that means it's not going to be very strong, right? A little old fox walks up, puts his paw on it, and the wall falls down. And here is the prayer of Nehemiah, Hear, O our God, for we are despised by Sambalat, Tobiah, the Ammonites, all of those people up in the Samaria area. And O our God, turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity. And let not their sins be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall. And all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to do what? That's the history of the Rock of Ages, right there. Against our ministry today, we have so many wonderful people who name the name of Jesus Christ who believe in God. But somehow or other, they've joined forces with the adversary. And they do not believe in the great accuracy or the truth or the integrity of the word of God that you and I believe in tonight. And so all these years, it's been one side after another. But you do exactly what the Word says, having done all, you just stand. The light may go out in the world, but the light of the Word will never go out, as long as men and women dare to believe God's Word and stand on it, like Nehemiah did here. That's right. They did the impossible as far as the world is concerned. I'll show it to you in God's Word, chapter 6. Just read it for yourself. Verse 15, So the wall, the whole wall of the city of Jerusalem. And if you've ever been there, you'll be amazed at the size of it. If you haven't been there, I invite you to go in October when the Way International will do another biblical research and teaching tour to the Bible land. The wall was finished. In the twenty and 5th day of the month, Elul. And that corresponds to our month of September. In 50 and how many days? 52 days. 52 days. That's all the time they took to rebuild the walls of the city of Jerusalem that the enemies had torn down. It's impossible, people. But with God and men and women who believe, nothing is impossible. They rebuilt that whole wall in how many days? 52. right. Tomorrow we open the 1978 Rock of Ages. It's impossible to do what we're going to do tomorrow by God's mercy and grace. But we are going to do it. Because with God all things are possible and when men and women have a mind to work the things get done. These men and women had a mind to work. Let me read you the record. Listen. He's going to tell how they did it. Came to pass that when Sanballat you ought to call him Sandblast or something to buy a and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up, that the breaches were begun to be stopped. They were angry, keyed up, because he wanted to be the governor of Jerusalem. He wanted to take it over. And they conspired. That means they all got together. All those religious gangs got together to come, and they decided they were going to fight against Jerusalem and hinder them. In other words, they were going to sneak up, shoot at them, run back, shoot at them, run back, so they couldn't get the walls up. That's what they were going to do.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> Nevertheless, verse 9, we made our prayer unto whom? That's the key. They turned to God and believed God. And you know what they did when they prayed? They set a watch. They set a watch. That doesn't mean chronometrical exactitude, big band. But they set a watch against those people coming day and night because of them. And Judas said, verse 10, the strength of the bearers of the burdens is decayed. There is much rubbish, much debris, so that we're not able to build the wall. And our adversaries, our enemies said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and then we'll slay them, and we'll cause the work to see. And it came to pass, when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, from all places, whence ye shall return unto us, they'll be upon you. Therefore, verse 13, therefore, I set, set I in the lower places behind the wall. In other words, where the stone wall, you know, they were building it out of uh, uh, rocks, what he'd call it, you know. Uh, Stone, big stone. Huh? Yeah, the big rocks, they were building. And here they had them laid so they could put them up. Then they hid these fellas behind the stones like this with their rifles and their bayonets. Hit them. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> places behind the wall and the opening, higher places. I even set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up, and I said unto the nobles, to the rulers and the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and majestic, and who fights for you, brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Verse 15, And it came to pass when our enemies heard, that it was no none to us, and God had brought their counsel to not, that we returned all of us to the wall. Everyone went back to work. And it came to pass from that time forth that half of my servants wrought at the work, the other half of them held the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the uh, armor. Half worked, the other half had to stand guard. Then they did that. How many days? 52 days they were building. They which built on the wall, 17. And they that bear burdens with those that carried burdens, everyone that's mortar, with one of his hands, wrought in his work, and the other one he had in his, held a weapon. What do you think he held that weapon for? Today, for the most part, they tell me if you're a real Christian, you let everybody walk over you, slap you in the face, turn the other cheek, and give them your rear end. They didn't do it then, baby. That's right. Boy, when we going to get some guts to stand up for God and his word again. These fellas, sir, and I'm reading some God's word. You don't like them. You read, uh, rewrite the book. Every man up there, he kept half of them behind with their rifles, loaded. The others, they carried handguns, you'd call it, and there they were building. Just in the event those guys had come along, baby, he grabbed that thing, he go boom, 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 and he had eight shots and a six-shooter. <laughs> Good story, huh? Man. Verse eighteen. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so they did what. And he that sounded the trumpet was with Nehemiah. Wonder why? Next verse. I'll tell you why. And I said unto the nobles, to the rulers, to the rest of the people, the work is great, There's a lot of work to do, and large and we're separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, you guys come running, resort ye thither unto us, for our God's going to fight for us. But you know you're something God ain't going to fight for you unless you get out there and fight. you got to strap it on, put on the mind of Christ, the armor. Boy, So we labored in the work. 21, half of them held the spears from the rising. Now, what's the time here? They went to work at 9 a.m. and quit at 12, started at 2 in the afternoon and quit at 4. From the rising of the morning, that means from the first crack before daybreak, until the stars appeared. And ladies and gentlemen, that's longer than an eight-hour day. Because these people had a mind to what? They had a purpose for working. They had a reason for working. Because they again wanted to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, the walls of the city, and have the truth of God's Word made known. They had a reason for standing. They wanted the Word of God to reach out again. That's why they had a mind to work. Just like you, just like the Rock of Ages, we got a mind to work. Not only has Way International prepared for this, but many of you that are in here tonight have come in. Some of you were, spent a week or two of your vacation, came in to get it ready for the WOWs to come home and all the rest of our people to have a rock of ages because we, God's people, have a mind to work not only on the field where we witness, hold forth the word, but when the family wants to get together because we've again got to rebuild. The walls of the city that the enemy has torn down with their unbelief. For men and women today, for the most part, do not believe that the word of God is the will of God, people. That's why we've got to rebuild the walls in our day and in our time. <laughs> boy, oh boy, listen to this. Likewise at the same time said I unto the people, verse twenty two, let every one with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem, that in the night they may guard for us, and then they labored all day long. Do you think they ever got tired? Sure they got tired. But boy, they had to stand in order to make the word of God move. Do you think I get tired? I just came off the road of six weeks, just finished the advanced class sometime, Friday night, wasn't it? Friday night, here we are, Sunday night, tomorrow we open the Great Rock of Ages. People, it's not a question of getting tired, it's a question of moving the word. And if the times are critical enough like our times are, somebody has to expend every ounce of his energy, his ability moving the greatness of God's word in our day and in our time. So neither I nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes except when we had to have them washed. Fifty-two days They slept in their clothes, had their guns by their sides, went out, built the walls of the city of Jerusalem, that they could again worship the true God. There is a record in the sixth chapter I want to show you. You can't see too much out there anymore, can you? I'll read it to you, then you can hear it. Came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, it's all put together. Though at that time I had not set the doors on the gates yet. Then Sanballat Geshem sent unto me saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plains of Ona. But they thought to do me what? Misty. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I can't come down. (laughs) He said, why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this manner, and I answered them after the same manner, always the same. Then sent Sanballat, his top servant, Unto me in like manner, the fifth time, with an open letter, a personal letter, written in Stan's hand. Wherein was written, here's what he wrote. It's reported among the uh, nations, and Joshua says it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. That's why you built the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, "There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words: Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Let us talk this thing over. Then I send unto him, saying, "There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart, for they all." Wanted to make us what? Afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now, therefore, O God, here he is praying, Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hand. Afterwards, you see, he gets other stuff and it just goes on. Ends up in verse 15, So the wall was finished in the 25th day. 16, and it came to pass, and when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the nations that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our watch. There it is, boy. Ha <laughs> ha! Fifty-two days. When it was all done, even the enemies knew that it had to be a work wrought of the true God and you know what he did after that Nehemiah (laughs) well he had an abundant sharing and then he called for Ezra the prophet of God and here's what it says verse 3 of chapter 8 he read from the book of the law of Moses, according to verse 1, and he read before the water gate from the morning until what? Before the men and women and those that could understand. And all the ears of all the people were attentive under the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for this purpose. Then he had other men of God standing with him, other corps, or whatever they were. Verse 5, And Ezra opened the scroll, the book, in the sight of all the people, for he stood above all the people. And when he opened the scroll, all the people stood up. In respect for the word of God, the scroll, they all stood up. And verse 6, Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads. And they worshipped Jehovah, the true God, with their faces to the ground. In verse 9, Ezra the priest, the scribes, the Levites, Nehemiah, said to all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the word of the Lord. Why? Because they hadn't heard the word of God for so long that when they heard the truth of God's word, their hearts became fallow ground and was broken up. And they just cried because once again they had the word. Well, I guess I have to wind this up, but you ought to read this sometime. It's electrifying. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of captivity got together and had a great celebration. And verse 17, the last phrase says, And there was very great gladness. There was very great gladness. Why? Because once again a man like Nehemiah, a prophet like Ezra, began to unroll the scroll, read the word of God, and give them an understanding by teaching the word. And it came to pass because Nehemiah dared to believe God. Do you not believe that for a period of time old Sanballat over there put a fear in his heart? and saying, look, how are we going to finish this wall? Nehemiah turned to the Heavenly Father and he said, Lord, you got to protect us. you got to help us. But he wasn't stupid. He strapped on his armor and went to work. You can pray till doomsday to God supply all of your needs and sit on your fanny, you're going to die. You ought to starve to death. Or when you pray for God to supply your need, then believe him to open the door so you can walk out and get it. Do something. I think a great re- this great record here in Nehemiah speaks loudly tonight before the rock of ages. There is absolutely no reason for our ministry today had the church done its job of teaching the accuracy of God's word and not try to unite with all the unbelievers and get everybody to agree on certain tenets of religion had the church the body of Christ stood through the centuries on the accuracy of God's word and preached this word in their pulpit, rightly divided you and I would not be at this Rock of Ages starting tomorrow. We wouldn't have to be here because the walls of the city would have been built all through the years and the word of God would have been rightly divided and taught to us. And the word would have been over the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe This is going to be a fantastic rock of ages. I believe that our God, in his mercy and grace and love, is going to look down upon us again and allow us to be together for a week to study the word, to read the word, to pray together, to go to the house of his healing presence, to lift one another, to sing together the greatness of the songs of Zion again. Oh, my people, What a tremendous hour to be alive. What a tremendous time to be together to work the word, And this is the year by God's mercy and grace we are going to do the hope of the return of Christ which is every Christian believer's joy. Anyone who loves the Lord Jesus Christ must joyfully anticipate his return. I believe God's got his hand on you. I do not believe you're here by accident any more than those people were inside of the city of Jerusalem at the time of Nehemiah in Israel. They were there because God had a purpose and God knew that Nehemiah would believe. He knew Ezra would believe. The king of the Assyrian Babylonian Empire had sent Nehemiah back, allowed him to go there and rebuild the city. He didn't get his trouble from the king of Babylon or Assyria. Nehemiah got his trouble from his religious brethren living next door in Samaria. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that ever ruins God's word is religion. This is God's word, not religion. This is what God wrote when holy men and God's as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is not a man's religion. This is what God wrote through His prophets and and finally through His wonderful Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, people. We are not interested in religion. We are interested in the truth of the word of God, which he has magnified above all his name. And sir, this word has stood the test of time and has stood against all the critics. The critics are dead and gone. The word still stands. And ladies and gentlemen, by God's mercy and grace, I'm going to do my best, as I'm sure all of our people will, who have already. Put up the walls over here so we can go to work tomorrow to teach the greatness of God's Word and share that abundant life with you so that you can go back into your communities in your area and you can stand forth boldly declaring the integrity and the accuracy of that Word. May God grant us that people to walk forth and to be a part of the great spiritual army of the Lord to hold forth His truth in our day and in our time for God is our shield and our buckler our God is our arm He is our strength within ourselves we're nothing but He has made us with Christ in us the hope of glory that we can be more than conquerors have a more abundant life We can withstand the enemy, for he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world, and I can do all things through Christ to what? Same thing you can do. Amen, boy. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you for looking down upon us by your mercy and grace. And you just take our enemies and rub their noses, Father, in all the dung of the world. And Lord God, you just help us and stand with us and guard us and we'll do our utmost with every ounce of strength and believing we can muster, Father, to move your word around the world. And I thank you, Father, for allowing us in many respects to again pioneer In the integrity and accuracy of your word and making this word a living reality. And so I love you and thank you for the privilege, Father, of all your mercy and grace through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I like for for Preston to do that great number along with joyful noise. We're pioneers on a love frontier. Come on, Preston.
1: Got to travel light from now on and pack up all our things and go and share the word, Lord. We'll make it heard for the people who still want to know. We may not use a covered wagon. Like you, Lord, a big old gun But all we God's purity And the power to his holy son And I'm a pioneer On a here, love frontier Blazing new trails in my mind A a pioneer on a love frontier, blazing new trails in my mind. For a map, we've got this Bible, got this Bible. To share the scriptures every day, every day. Share the word, Lord, Share it. and make it heard. Can you hear it? I'm sure am glad that I can say. I can say. That I'm a, a pioneer on a love frontier. Blazing new trails in my mind. And I'm a, a pioneer on a love here, in new trails in my mind. We'll pan for the gold of God's word, we'll fill our canteen. In the river of life. And every night, as the stars shine bright, we'll trust in Him, knowing it's all right. And we've got to take the time to tell it. We've got to share the gospel news. We'll tell the earth About God's word And we'll give them An opportunity to cheer. And I'm a A pioneer On a love frontier Blazing new trails In my mind And I'm a A pioneer On a love Deep, in new tales in my, lazy new tales in my, new tales in my mind. Good,
0: everybody up, please, everybody up. The great song that started that year and is still living tonight is their great number. Hike is coming back again. let you
1: Come Of the world for the light of the world.